0: One, The national champion is
1: clad in you know. big orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 in all. Absolute
0: perfection.
1: What a He's got 10, it.
0: It goes.
2: It's the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, a visit with Drake, Colley, and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee.
1: Y'all ready for this? Good afternoon and welcome in to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, and I am joined in the studio this afternoon by my good friend, Mr. Well, we just call him Coach Mike. We don't call him Mr. Anything. So, we just call him Coach Mike. and uh,
2: Probably the nicest thing you could have said about de- me today. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh,
1: but it is Thursday, June 22nd, the double deuce. And this, it, it, you know, I want to say this might be the first day of summer.
2: Were you? We Yesterday the? was.
1: Yesterday. See, I'm always a, a day late and a dollar short.
2: Yeah, well you're <laughs> welcome know, to I mean, my life. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, you know. Uh but uh so we're in the summer, man. I mean, you know. Get the trunks out and full swing, blow up the floats and uh you know, head to the beach or pool or some creek or, or water or in the work. case
2: of some of us to the mountains.
1: So. We and you know, when I was a kid, uh growing up in the Spring Hill Tennessee air- <clears throat> area, uh just a little north of Columbia here. Um we we had some watering holes. We had some yeah. watering holes that so we, you know, went went down to the a good sized creek. I wouldn't call it a river um, just because it flowed so slow, but it was a good sized creek. And, and people that had swam there before had dammed it up, dammed up areas of it to make Made it a little deeper. To make it a little deeper. Right. Yeah. And, and we used to go in the. Uh, dog days of summer you know before school got started and just couldn't stand the heat anymore we would spend the afternoon splashing around down there in the water you know i remember that and, and miss those days
2: yeah those uh those those are hearkening back to quote unquote the good old days of course, now there's a bunch of, yes. bunch of stuff that came with those good old days sure. that I probably didn't want to do again.
1: Right, right. You know,
2: I what, mean, what's, what's, the, what's the Bruno Mars thing is I can pay my rent now?
1: <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we had a rope swing. I remember yeah. rope swings, and
2: there would always be a big we had a big similar, tree that kind of hung out over the... We had a similar oh, thing in Oklahoma growing up. So when I, when I was back in Oklahoma, we had a similar setup like that.
1: And so uh, we really enjoyed that, and, and it brings back some great memories. Well tonight uh coach Mike we've got the NBA draft and I know you and I aren't aren't huge NBA fans and we just got through with the finals and uh, and I enjoyed watching them but uh, in with each uh, ending of or crowning of a new champion in comes the new youngsters to the league um, and all the talk is about this 19 year old, Seven foot four, uh, French kid, young man. I'm gonna say young man. If he's the one I've seen on
0: video, Vic-
2: Victor Wimbanyama yeah, is his name. If he's the one I remember seeing on video, uh, he better hit the weight room before he gets too involved with the NBA. Well,
1: <laughs> now, uh, of course, at 19 and seven foot four, he hasn't really given his. Giving his body time to catch up. i was going to say,
2: I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, his body's you know spending all its energy but, growing. Now, if you but, remember people like Manute Bol, Manute Bol was a similar seven, build. Seven, I
1: think he was. Uh, Manute Bol might have been like seven six or something. Yeah, he was he was way up there, but his body, he he never really he never really filled out. You know, <laughs> uh, I guess
2: had, I guess he was a pretty good player though.
1: He was all right, um, and so. Uh, I would imagine that Mr. Wimbanyama who's projected to be the first pick tonight in the NBA draft, um,
2: they're going to figure out a way to get him beefed up a little bit. I hope so. Cause from, but like I said, if it, if, if I was watching the right kid I, and I, and I, I'll, I'll admit I may have been on the wrong no. video, but uh, if I'm watching the right kid, um, You know he he has got some he's got some beefing up to do, or they're going to just knock him in the next week. Yeah.
1: Well, he's uh, um. You know, obviously, I don't care how how good he is. Obviously, the 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 powers that be that that rate these players coming to the NBA where they where they'll be drafted and so drafted so forth have have picked him as the by far the number one.
2: Number one pick. Yeah. Now, everything I'm hearing about his skills are yes, you know that he's legit as far as the skills. He's are got concerned. a jump
1: shot at seven and, four. He's and, got a pretty decent jump shot. He's explosive off the dribble. I'm just reading some yeah. things that have been written about him, and can protect the rim defensively. Um, he's in New York for the draft, and they were showing some videos, some video taking of him of going into the hotel where he's staying and, and doing. And you at seven foot four. This guy is for real. I mean, he's he's literally
2: bending down to get in the doors. To get in the doors, it's yeah, a crazy. He's, he's I one mean, of those, he's one of those guys that we used to say you'd walk around the corner, you, you bumped him to him going around the corner, you'd mash your nose on his belt buckle. I you know? mean, <laughs> this dude is
1: tall, and they and they actually uh, had a couple of quotes from some other guys that have met him um, for for the draft. Uh, they said, man, that dude is that dude is tall. He yeah. you know, he is a tall coming, I mean, you know, and obviously, I'm not uh, obvious, Captain Obvious, whatever, Mr. Obvious. Uh, at seven foot four, four, he is tall. Yes. Um, but tonight at seven o'clock, the NBA will put on their draft show, just like the NFL does there, and Mr. Uh, Victor Wimbanyama will be the first pick. And more than likely, um, without any trading or moving around, and I don't see the Spurs doing it, the San Antonio Spurs are going are to take him. And, you know, the San Antonio Spurs have had a long tradition of excellent, excellent centers, big men. Uh, if you talk about the Admiral, David Robinson. Right. And uh, our friend Tim Duncan from the Bahamas. And I mean, you know, those two uh, Hall of Famers.
2: Yeah, that's some. Those are, yeah. You know, I mean, needless to be in the pun here. Those are some pretty big shoes to fill.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But
2: but also in the uh, the connotation of that, those those, you know, if he can if he can match up to them, then I will more than let be more than happy to eat my words. No about the caution. Yeah. But but just seeing his build and knowing how the NBA is played now, yeah. I can just see somebody. Okay, okay. Let's just see how strong you sure, are. Sure, sure. You know, and and you know, but, there's uh, gonna be a few. There's gonna be a few collisions in that lane. Just now, to see, just to see if he can hold up.
1: While he has been in New York, Mister Wimbanyama has rode the subway. He threw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium Tuesday night, um, which my Red Sox beat. Uh, uh, swept the Yankees this past weekend, by the way. Darn, um, <laughs> but he's been he's been playing in Europe for uh, his home country French team, the Metropolitan 92, is what team, Metropolitan Ninety Two in France, um, and pretty and been pretty dominant in that whole league. So now he's going to come over and get in the league, uh, the NBA and projected to go number one. Number two is Scoot Henderson, uh, and the Charlotte Hornets are projected to take him at number two. And then number three is Brandon Miller out of Alabama. And, um, of course, Brandon was a freshman. He's from Antioch, Tennessee. Um, Freshman in Alabama this past year, took Alabama almost – I guess the final eight, I think, is where they I were. Think. And they got, and then they got beat, did not make it to the final four. And then, of course, he had the controversy about uh, the shooting in Alabama and having the gun in his car that went to the spot where the young lady was killed. So um, he's got a little bit of baggage following him, but I'm pretty sure he can shake all that off and uh, hopefully – There'll
2: be a lot of forgiveness if he can start off well playing. Yeah, absolutely. Now,
1: um, projected to go in the top twenty-five, and these these are players just from the SEC. And we, you know, we we're we're in the SEC country, so I'm going to give you the SEC players that'll be going to tonight's NBA draft for you uh, people that are interested in such a thing. Uh, number three, like I just said, from Alabama will be Brandon Miller. The number eight pick, these are all projected picks. Now the teams can move up and down the draft board and try to get to players or whatever the, whatever the deal is. But just where the teams are sitting right now, these are projected picks. Anthony Black um, out of Arkansas. Kate will go at number eight, projected to go at number eight. Uh at number at the 15th pick is Kasen Wallace from Kentucky. Um number 19, Nick Smith, a point guard from Arkansas. So that'll put two players in the top 20 out of Arkansas. Um and then number 23, Noah Clowney. He was a power forward at Alabama. He's projected to go number 23. And then as far as uh the vols go, Julian Phillips shooting guard for Tennessee is projected to go 29th. So um that's what's going on in the NBA. And like I said, you know, we, we we've said and we've said before on the show. We're kind of in the sports doldrums. We don't have much sport winds blowing blowing our ship around to talk about nowadays. But uh the NBA is going to give us a little bit of a nugget and um and we'll see what happens.
2: Nugget or nuggets? <laughs>
1: There you go. Yeah. Well, they already gave us the nuggets.
2: Give <laughs> so us a little nugget of of love to to keep. The, couldn't, I couldn't to keep the sports cycle going. I couldn't. I mean, you know, my, my daughters are you know my daughters are rolling their eyes now about the dad joke, but uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Um, the NCAA there's an NCAA
1: panel on banned substances, and um. They've come up with, they've recommended taking marijuana off the banned substance list. I mean, you know, the thing about it is, I mean, pot uh, is recreational, not medicinal, but recreational legalized just like a Bud Light is, Coors Light. Miller Lite, Jack Daniels, Bacardi, Absolute Vodka. Uh, Pot is now a recreational substance in 23 states in the United States. Okay, I wasn't sure that Minnesota. Minnesota just Minnesota just voted it in, and they'll be retail uh, in about a year. Um. And I know, I know, some people don't agree with it. Some people do. I mean, you know, I don't know. But, but the thing about it is, uh, if a twenty-one year old player, twenty-one year old kid, is not breaking the law and sits down, and drinks a six pack or a twelve pack of beer, just just to catch a buzz, right? I mean, I mean, that's that's why they're doing it. Now, now, same deal. Twenty-one year old kid goes to the dispensary buys a joint and goes home and sits down on the couch and, 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 and smokes it. I I don't, I don't see, I don't see the difference. Other other than, other than the stigmatism that's been, that's been placed on marijuana uh, for decades now and us growing up and, 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 and growing older and, and, and just labeling pot as, you know, this gateway drug or whatever well, for, the deal. for with.
2: many years, for many years, I think, as in, in my experience as a teacher and a coach, for for many many years, I would agree that it was a, a gateway drug for for a long time. And when we that talk was, about that, it, was where the kids would experiment. Of course, quite frankly, in my experience, alcohol was as much a gateway drug as marijuana was. Okay, and, and I put them, I literally put them on equal terms. My players, if they played for me, we're not going to participate. You know, if you know, if I caught them, there were severe consequences doing that. Okay, and and, and stuff like that. Uh, well, I mean, you're, modern, high school, you're a high school, you're a high school research, coach. Yeah, I mean, Ma- yeah, You know, high you know you you, my players you, were underage anyway. That, that's right. Uh, but uh, you know, modern research is, is beginning to show the that marijuana really. May or may not be. I'll put it that way. I don't know. I haven't read enough of it to be sure myself. So I'm going to say may or may not be, just to cover my cover my bases there. Uh, no more, no less than what alcohol is. And, and for an athlete, I'm going to say, as a coach and as a former player, you don't need to be messing with any of that stuff if you're going to be an athlete. Absolutely. And, and now, just should and do, there's two different animals there. But uh, I, I – you know, I, I'm seeing now that it most people are looking at marijuana much like the rest of the country did alcohol back in the 30s. Is, okay, listen, yes, it's been banned. It was prohibited, you know, prohibition and all that stuff did not stop any of the use, didn't, you know. Might and, have and increased now, it. And Yeah, you know, possibly. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they, when they finally legalized, you know, recreational alcohol again, then they could tax it. And yeah. they could get revenue off of it. The government could get revenue off of it. And I think that's kind of where the society is starting to shift is, okay, we can't make it, you know, making it illegal is a, is a losing battle. You're, you're not going to win that battle. There's too many people that do it. There's too many people that. So let's have, tax and, it and pay and, some and, bills and with research it. research and medical research doesn't necessarily uphold the fact that it's so dangerous and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, right now I would say that, you know, uh amphetamine, uh codeine uh sure, prescription opiate, drugs are more are type. more gateway drugs now. So now more sure. so sure. anyway, but now that if we legalize it, okay, now we have the access to tax it and now we can make some revenue off of it and you know, okay, people are gonna do it anyway. Let's 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 get some uh let's get some uh, money, you know. Well, this this let's get some benefit out of it as far as our economy is concerned.
1: Sure, and I think the NCAA has kind of come to the same conclusion. I mean, we can't uh, if it's legal. In yeah. in twenty three states, and those out of those twenty three states, you're going to have tons of unit NCAA university and athletes yeah. that are going uh, that that aren't breaking the that yeah. aren't that aren't are breaking any state laws. They're not breaking yeah. any, you know. And and you can't, you know, these kids are going out and drinking beer, whatever liquor, and you can't. You're not you're not holding their feet to the fire.
2: Again, I come back as the coach going. You don't need to be doing anything. You don't of need to be doing it. You know, anytime you put smoke of any kind into your lungs, you're not helping yourself. Absolutely. And, and alcohol is this. I, I'm honestly anytime, I, you you're, know, drinking out, anytime you're, not you're drinking out. Yourself. You're not helping You're, you're not, not helping, helping yourself, your body out either. So you know, that, but, that's kind of where I am with.
1: But it. just from a legal standpoint, and holding holding marijuana yeah. up to be the devil. And then having, then then and then and then having a the NCAA hat being laying in bed with Anheuser Busch for promotional yeah. advertising everything yeah, else. Yeah, it's kind of a
2: double standard. It, it, it's absolutely, tough. it's it tough is. to defend that. I, I agree.
1: I okay, agree. all right. Well, I'm glad we agree on that.
2: Yeah, and there we go. One of the few things we agree on there. In, <laughs> in, in, in politics, huh? <laughs> Okay,
1: uh, this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. It is Thursday, June 22nd. And we're going to come back and talk a little Major League Baseball today. And we've got uh, going to talk a little bit about the Cincinnati Reds, a surprising Cincinnati Reds. Talk a little D Hop uh, in the NFL. So give us a few minutes. We'll be right back. Like it's
0: This is Coach Trader's golf from Columbia Central High School football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee.
1: Welcome back, and thank you for joining us this afternoon on the Front Port Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, and my good friend Coach Mike is on the board. And before we left the break, we were discussing that the NCAA looks like they're going to remove marijuana from the banned substances list, uh, being that Minnesota just recently voted in legalize, legalizing pot in their state, and they will be uh, retail, recreational uh, within the year, according to uh, the article. Well, I, I don't read.
2: I don't know that necessarily the, the the legality of it is really where they need to base their decision because per, performance enhanced, you know, steroids and stuff like that, perform, performance enhanced, I'll spit it out, one of these. PEDs. Days. PEDs are not. <laughs> Illegal necessarily, but they are banned because of their performance-enhancing right. quality. Now, and, a- and so I don't know that the legalization of it, it makes a difference makes a big or not. Difference, and that's where uh, the research is, is you know, well, still it out there. I, I, and I don't think I don't see marijuana being a performance enhancing situation. So, well, I
1: feel as though yeah. if 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 pot was not legal anywhere in the United States, it would if it was not yeah. legal anywhere what, in the United right. States, it would still be on. It would the NCAA oh, yeah. was not.
2: There's no question. So there's no question. So there. it being
1: legal in 23 states yeah. is some plays yeah. a huge factor in in
2: at least considering in
1: it. and. and the NCAA trying to police it, and these schools right. trying uh, to yeah. police, police it. it. Yeah, you know, you're right.
2: You're right. Enforcing it. I mean, enforcing issue. it now. It must
1: with, uh, it, with it being legal in 23, 23 states It becomes a
2: big problem. <laughs> I mean, you, what do you do? I, I mean, but it's know. the same. You know, again, I I, I I come back to the idea though uh, for from the NCAA's point of view as a uh, as a policing body right. or as a drug you know as a drug that either hinders or helps performance or makes that an unfair advantage one way or the other whether it's, or unfair disadvantage for that matter um legalization isn't doesn't need to be the measuring stick okay. what does it do to the players yeah. okay and you know that's why PEDs are still banned by if- by most every sporting authority group uh you know PEDs are banned because of what they do to the players, yeah. and the fact that they give them an unfair advantage,
1: and in the long term can be detrimental Extreme. to the to their bodies. And, and I and, don't see and,
2: marijuana in the long term being helpful. Short term, it, again, again, research, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say research is showing that in the short, at least in the short term, it's starting to show benefits. In some in some places, in some sure in some
1: rather situation. than rather than putting instead of masking, uh, well, it yeah. can it can relieve the pain of some of these athletes, some of the injuries they go through, yeah. and instead of getting them on a opioid, opioid. regimen, right? Um, they uh, can use THC to uh, quell the and pain and not not put their bodies get their bodies into an, an addictive mode. Yeah, um,
2: and, and for me, I guess it's. And and it may be more of my my case of having to do more reading and more research on my own to feel more comfortable with that.
1: Now, I I want to say, and I wanted to say, I want to say this: I I feel as though the major leagues, uh, NBA, NFL, and even Major League Baseball, uh, they, they, I don't even think, I don't think they they quietly and. I think they quietly removed say, marijuana from their banned substance I don't list know, you know, years, a few, few years list, back.
2: I think if you go back and look at the list on paper, it's probably still there. But it's more one of those things of, we're just not going to enforce this one. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, cause, and, cause you, you know, if that's the only thing you come up, you know, if we do a drug test and, and marijuana is the only thing you pop for, we're probably not going to worry about it. Sure and you, then, pop you, know, for, you pop for three or four other things then, yeah we're going to we're going to come back and look at it and i could see them actually using you know okay sure. now using it again it's kind of like a, in most municipalities uh the seatbelt law the, the cops don't go around looking necessarily for seatbelts unless they're doing a campaign they do but but if you get pulled over for speeding and you don't have your seatbelt on guess what
1: will add a ticket it, they'll it.
2: add it to the ticket
1: Okay, so I I feel as though, um, you know, like I said, I, the major sports, uh, major pro sports, basketball, NBA, uh, NFL, and Major League Baseball, and probably the NHL too. Uh, but you know they, they probably got to a point and said, "Hell, we keep testing for this stuff. We're not going to have any players." Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean. I mean, I, I, and I'm not,
1: and 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 I'm not, and I am not just singling out the NBA, but just take the NBA for instance. I think, I think the NBA probably has a large majority of puff puff passers in those, uh, you know, yeah. it, on their, on their teams. And and it just, it's just, it's just the culture. It's the way things operate. Uh, a lot and, came back from where these players are coming from. Sure. I mean, and, and it's just, it's just how they were raised and the environment they were in. And they continue that through high school, college, if they go to college, then on the NBA, especially, uh, when you give them million dollar contracts and they, at that point, they want to do what. Makes them feel good and and what they want to do and I, like I said I feel as though the NBA probably woke up one day and said Hell guys you know we're gonna have to, yeah we're gonna have to do something about 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 not testing for pot anymore because we're not gonna have anybody if we start suspending for everybody that comes up positive on a marijuana test in the NBA we're not gonna have any we're not gonna have enough players yeah. to to not gonna put have on the to court, play yeah to play so uh, but that's it's interesting we'll just have to um, see how it all turns out
2: and and, and, and honestly you know some eh, I'll i'll just say it some old fogies like me I'm, I'm i'm digging my heels in i'll admit this i'm digging my heels in a I- little bit let's don't let's don't make this turn too fast no and, and I but don't, i'm I, also I don't think- willing to start looking at it more okay more so than i did 10 years ago 10 years ago you'd ask me forget it no absolutely not
1: and then you'll have, now, peop- and you'll have people say, "Well, you know what? Yeah. They're going to go. Okay, so now it's marijuana. Tomorrow it's going to be cocaine, and tomorrow it's going to, be blah blah blah." Well, you know, just slow your roll there a yeah. little bit, Grandma. Is all I can tell her because <laughs> because that's because that's not. I, I don't think but, that's. I don't think that's. I don't think that's where they're where they want to go. I don't think yeah. that's the whole purpose behind this. I just think. Uh, marijuana use, THC, whatever yeah. form they, whatever form they use it in, or people are now using it in, and the more we we grow and we're and live day to day, yeah. live day to day with recreational use of marijuana in 23 states, like I said, I just think uh, it, it, it does it, become it, an it,
2: enforcement it, nightmare for, and
1: it becomes kind of a nothing burger. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, it kind of you just get yeah. used to it. And you know, like we've gotten used to alcohol, we deal with we deal with the um, ramifications, whether they're good or bad, from alcohol. And a lot of them are bad. Um, a lot of them are uh, people. You know, like I said off air on the break. You know, back when I was growing up, alcohol was a gateway to stupidity and doing dumbass things, and you know, and me me included. Yeah. And so, uh, you know. But we've had to deal with alcohol. Uh, our car insurances go up because of it. Uh, our police force yeah. and fire departments have to deal with it. Our uh, our, our emergency and, and domestic abuse goes putting, up because of it.
2: And it's getting harder I, and harder you know, to, aga- to argue against putting pot in the same – category i guess is alcohol
1: right i mean it's probably getting harder
2: and harder to do to argue against
1: doing more than likely if you sat down with a sheet a long sheet and you said pros and cons of pot smoking pros and cons of heavy drinking there would be a lot more problems under the lot a lot more a longer list under the cons of drinking than under the cons of of smoking pot,
2: I would Maybe imagine so. Well, I—I I, I, I mean, if you, I would thats something I'd like to look into more before I really say probably, I agree probably. And, and you know,
1: I, and I understand that, but you know, I
2: you know, we
1: we'll just and like I said, we'll just have to see how it all shakes out. But the NCAA is going to—it uh, looks like they're going to allow um,
2: shifting on to other, well, they're
1: just not—they're just—they're just not—they're <laughs> just not going to—they're not going to test for right, you know. And, and – they, I, the trend, I agree and they, they are the they, trends headed that way and they, they and they suggested in this article i was reading from this ncaa panel they uh they just suggested that the testing in general should be limited to performance enhancing drugs peds only yeah so hey we'll see what happens yeah yeah uh moving on what were
2: you gonna You're say do? On to bigger and better things. Okay, Um, (laughs) Major League Baseball last night. Shohei Otani. Otani. Man, he's he's a he's a throwback. He they he is a throwback. The Angels a thrilling thrilling throwback too. A good one. There you go. Uh,
1: Um, The Angels played the Dodgers last night. Of course, they're in right there in Los Angeles. Angels being in Anaheim, and the Los Angeles Dodgers being a little south of there. Um, but he struck out twelve and gave up five hits. He probably uh, hit two
2: home runs in the process. <laughs> well, they lost. They
1: he was pulled in the seventh down one nothing, and um, so he he got he got they lost two nothing. He got the loss.
2: Now, when they pull him, do they actually pull him or just move him to another play to another? You know, play? I'm thinking they pull him.
1: I, I I didn't I didn't watch the game. I'm wondering because I, 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 wondered, I got are, how, snippets how of quick, the game.
2: How quick is that manager? Gonna pull him off the mound when he's hitting so well.
1: Well, in the fourth inning, well, in the fourth inning, Freddie Freeman, who everybody knows, who Braves fans from around here and can hear my voice, uh, played for the Braves, and then the Dodgers got Dodgers signed a huge contract. Well, Freeman uh, went yard on him in the fourth inning for a uh, one and nothing lead, and in the in the process up until the seventh seventh inning uh Otani was kept in he struck out twelve gave up five hits one of those hits was obviously the home run to Freeman was down one nothing they pull him in the seventh they end up losing two nothing so he got he gets the loss in that situation but he's six and three on the season as a pitcher um in the sixth inning they the radar gun had him at a hundred hundred and one miles per hour. Uh, you know, on his pitches yeah. in the sixth inning, and so he had thrown right the seventh. I think he had just gotten to the 100 pitch thres- threshold, 101, something like that, and that's when they pulled him. Um, but the problem is he went 0 for 3 with a wall at the plate last night. The pro and he and Mike Trout over, uh, this Dodgers series that they play them now, I think this is might have been the second game, but they're 0 for 14 combined over the last like three games or something. So it's, it, yeah, I, but I, he's, I don't, he's, you know, they got to, they got to have the Angels have to have production. I mean, you, oh, you, yeah, you got to have production from your hitters like Mike Trout. And believe it or not, <laughs> oh, yeah. Sho, Shohei show a, show is not, uh, considered a bad a big bad i, I don't know does it, well or is he considered both pitching and I hitting think
2: he's considered i think he's a, a top half batter I'll, I'll put it that way top half top 50 percent uh which is still amazing for a pitcher you know um and i you know the fact that he plays in a league that allow now that both leagues allow the dh you know that that allows him to get up a little sure. bit more often sure and stuff. It does. But, uh, He's amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, he it's is, you know, he, like I said, he's a throwback to the to the old days where, you know, your pit, you had maybe three pitchers and they, and when they weren't pitching, they were playing outfield or they were playing, you know, first base or something like that. But rarely have they we were, seen, because, you know, and this happens in college, in, 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 high school, especially some in college, not as much in college as it used to, but your best players, the best, athletes. The best athletes in high school normally are, are your pitchers. Right. You know, and so you know in, in high school it's not a it's not uncommon to have a you know and you, you always kind of felt sorry for that outfielder or that you know that fielder okay well this pitcher is having a tough time so we're going to we're going to pull him off the mound but it's the left fielder that has to lo- leave the game All right, that's right yes. and, and you know and, but uh, it, but in this modern era 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 rare mike I mean, that is extreme rare I especially don't, at the upper levels do you know majorly, of
1: anybody in, in this modern era no. that, that, is, no. that has come even, and, and we could say Babe Ruth or whatever, but I wasn't around. I, I mean, you know, Babe Ruth, I wasn't on this is He's earth the last one I have
2: ever heard of that was held in this level high of regard as high far regard, as a pitcher, both as and, a pitcher and a hitter. And it cost him his pitching career because when the Yankees get him, the manager says, "I want this guy in the, I want him in the batting lineup every day, not every four days or every five right. days." So you're going to go to the outfield, and he was he was a mediocre outfielder from, from what I understand, but he was a massive guy at the plate, um, and uh, you know, so they 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 took him out of the pitching rotation. Cost, from in what I in order from to everything I've been able field. to read about him was if had he stayed on the mound. He would have knocked the record book out of the park as far as Cy Youngs and strikeouts and pitching dominance. But you would
1: think they could use that; they would figure out a way to use him. All you know, stick him in a rotation once every five days. Of course, yeah. back in those days, I don't know if they, I don't know. I mean, they
2: weren't nearly as concerned about pitch counts and no, they, arms they were just putting them in arms there. Stuff how like do you that? feel?
1: How do you feel? Get in
2: there, you but know. I, I again. I think he was a victim of the conventional thinking of, you know, you can either pitch or you can hit, right. you know, or field, you know, and yeah. and I think Ruth was a was a victim of that, even though he was one of the greatest players in the history of the game. And I think Otani is the one that's kind of opening everybody's eyes that what Ruth could have been. Yeah, he is, and now you got managers that are willing to kind of hey, let's. Uh, Let's kind of play with this a little bit, and let's see what happens.
1: Well, Shohei Otani, I want to see him in the. I want to get him in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, I, want, I want to see him
2: great. play some fall ball. You yeah.
1: know what I mean? That would be exciting. Okay, this is the Frontport Sports Radio Hour. It is Thursday afternoon in downtown Columbia. We certainly appreciate you all tuning in. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with our last segment. Do not go anywhere.
0: Did you know that 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need some form of long-term care in their lives? And even more frightening, seven out of 10 people who go into long-term care will become completely impoverished within one year. It doesn't need to be that way. You
1: do not need to go broke in the nursing home. Call Prochowski Estate Law to learn how you can protect your life savings and hard-earned property from the high cost of long-term care. Call me at 931-363-7222. The show on, get paid, all that we are back and we are the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour and I am Drake with Coach Mike on the board and uh, we we're talking a little Major League Baseball um, and trying to figure out the superstar that he is, the Japanese superstar that he is, uh, Shohei Otani. And um just how miraculous and, and coaching, we're gonna we're gonna finish up on this topic, but I'm not sure Major League baseball fans or baseball fans in general, baseball purist, understand how Special this guy is, and we're I living. And we're purist, living. I would say we're,
2: your purists do.
1: We're li, We're yeah. living in the time, in real time with this guy yeah. as as he's performing. Yeah, uh, you know, and and of course, people that lived in the real time with Babe Ruth. not a lot of them are left on this <laughs> earth, but you know, I'm, I'm but sure. Your th- I'm have sure done there's research some, and stuff yeah, like that. I'm sure there are some very there were some very young Babe Ruth fans that are, that are very old. Well, they'd now. have
2: been really young,
1: right? But <laughs> all I'm saying is, is is that I think when people and our listeners out there, when they hear uh, Otani's name, they should probably we should all probably pay a little closer pay a little closer attention to it and Absolutely. what he's doing. Absolutely. And show uh, don't take it for granted because because it there there rare. are. There are decades and generations of baseball fans that never got an opportunity to witness something uh, that is being done, like Otani's doing them.
2: Yeah, you know, a, a player that can excel in two different areas that are that historically have not been together, uh, mainly because of the specialization involved in pitching and the the amount of time you spend honing that craft and getting that kind of control over throwing a baseball right that hard and with that much movement and that accurately uh, i mean we're talking we're talking inches of of accuracy there um doesn't leave much time for you to become the hitter because that's the other thing that takes so much time yeah. is learning to hit guys that are and he's just so good. And his and, and his
1: overall just natural ability to do both.
2: Right. The ability I mean, you know to what do I mean? both is a very rare so commodity. I'm, and and yes, we I I fully so agree I'm gonna, with that. I'm gonna make it my I think the purist, I think the purist though recognizes just okay. how rare this is. It's the it's the casual fan. That had, you know that maybe goes out and watches the high school and will shoot man we see guys do this all the time in right. high school you know you know hey my but it's high school never done was, in the majors you know the the higher you get the more specialized that gets and that's it's it, it is an amazing what he's that he can do it at this level
1: okay the um, the Cincinnati Reds were not given much of a chance at the beginning of this season they're now with the All Star break what. Couple of weeks away, maybe not this weekend, but next, not about a week away.
2: After this, yeah, typically right after, around the Fourth of July somewhere. Okay, like, in that neighborhood.
1: Um, so with the All Star break coming up, the, the Cincinnati Reds, who people were, uh, people supposedly in the know were giving their front office F's during the off season, uh for, re, you know, I guess making moves in order to make them competitive well they're a game and a half up on the Milwaukee Brewers right now in the national League central division yeah. and um they have won 11 straight games they swept the Astros in Houston last weekend um they've got a they've got they debuted their all-star pitcher who was just coming off of uh some injury problems Andrew Abbott uh, and he's just been pitching lights out for him. Uh, let's see, they've got a six-five shortstop, six-foot-five shortstop. His name is Ellie De La Cruz, and he is claimed to be claimed himself to be the fastest man. Uh, let me see in the world. Period. Now they say he's, they say he's he's fast. He was.
2: You know, he's he, going to have to be fast to even make the claim. Let I'll alone, tell you, you what, what I I that's watched a, that's I watched a pretty that's a pretty tall I play. watched
1: a play the other day pardon the pun there he was on first the guy the player the the Reds had him on, he was De La Cruz on first somebody else was on second and they got a they got a double hit to the outfield well as the guy on second is crossing the plate he said he he kind of looked back over his shoulder. And there's Taylor Cruz about three steps from him <laughs> as he ran through a stop sign on at third base and they both end up scoring. But he said, Man, I couldn't believe that he said, I was running as I he said, I thought I was pretty fast, but I was running as fast as I could get, well, get fast it, as I could and, foot, I, and I kind of looked back as I crossed the plate, and there he was about about to cross the plate right
2: behind me. Yeah, but at six foot you said he's six, six, foot five. Set, six, six. five. Six Okay, he is actually covering about eight inches, eight to ten inches more per step than the average ball player. Okay, so I got you. you know, so yeah, this guy's the guy ahead of him. He's probably moving pretty fast. But when you're that tall, you can cover a lot of ground. Now, the problem with that is you also have a hard time putting the brakes on if you have to, <laughs> and uh, you know, putting you know that or or having to, you know in other sports having to change direction. It's awfully tall for a tall guy to do that, and, well, and again, again, I haven't seen this guy play, so I can't really comment other than what I've experienced in coaching people.
1: Ellie E L L Y De La Cruz, and, and I'm uh, telling
2: you, this guy. And, but and, if he gets a, you know, if he gets a body, you know, typically a lead is a body length and a half is what you know is you, okay for a, you know <laughs> he's another step step that's right. longer than anybody else. When you you take your normal step, it's about a three. You know, when you take a running step, it's about three and a half, three to four feet. His is probably four, three and a half to four and a half feet. Well, the Reds are so super- you're covering more ground in le- in the same number of steps. Right. Yeah, he's going to be faster.
1: I got you. The Reds are su- supposedly, and I have not watched a full game. They are super fun to watch. Uh, they've got Matthew McClain, a 23-year-old shortstop that's hitting three thirteen right now. Um, And so, the face of the ownership, Phil Castellini, uh, said that months ago, just said months ago that more than likely, the Reds are going to be terrible. And he's he's the face guy for the ownership. He, when he was asked about it, he said, more than likely, we're not going to be very good. You know, we just don't,
2: you know. Just in a rebuilding phase. Just kind and of and blah, blah, like blah, blah, going through the motions. Went, and now they're winning games they're not supposed to win. Now they've won
1: 11 straight, and they're one and a half up in the National League Central Division. Now, look out, uh, Kirk Herbstreet's son, Zach Herbstreet, and everybody th- doesn't know, Kirk Herbstreet lives in Nashville. Uh, he has two older sons that, Twins that played uh, football at Clemson, Ty and Jake, uh, and their younger brother Zach Herb Street uh, played at Montgomery Bell Academy and is a preferred walk-on tight end at Ohio State, where his dad played. A junior, he had he had a little. He, it sounds like he. Had a little medical issue, and uh, Kirk did, or no, his, his son. son did, his Zach, son did. Okay. and they had to pull him off the field, okay. and he's getting getting that squared away. So we wish him the best this weekend in the PGA, the Travelers Championships from Cromwell, Connecticut, on the TPC River Highlands course. Uh, the players will be going for a twenty million dollar purse that kicked off today, and on a note on D Hop DeAndre Hopkins he. Posted on social media, La Familia, uh, the family, after he met with New England, and um, he's already met with the Titans, and supposedly his pick is
2: between the Titans and New England. Those are that the only two teams I've heard that are that seriously on, in the word. So running. the
1: word on the street is so everybody keep your fingers crossed, all you Titans fans. We need uh, another Nick Abraham is Nuke. We need yeah. Nuke on the
2: team. And uh, oh, he would—he would really ramp up the offense and really get some excitement. Yeah.
1: Okay. (laughs) That music means that our hour is up. We certainly thank you and appreciate you for joining us. This has been the Frontport Sports Radio Hour for Coach Mike. I'm Drake. We're out, and we'll talk to you tomorrow about four (laughs) o'clock.